Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another wonderful, beautiful, amazing, fantastic episode of the Parlay Vu podcast. Got Brian Castiglione, Jack Hockenjoss, Anthony Alessino, your boy James Hockenjoss. I'm starting right off the bat with, uh, we could say hot take, I guess. Joe Burrow is the top two quarterback in the NFL, and he ain't two. Mm, that's pretty hot, dude. Wasn't drafted by a Hall of Fame head coach. Wasn't drafted by a team that was in the playoffs the year before it. Was drafted by a team that was 3-14 and 14 with an absolutely porous off- offensive line. Comes in the first year, plays four or five games, gets brutally destroyed his left knee. Since then, he's played in two, two full seasons, two AFC Championship game appearances. If he beats the Chiefs this week, it'll be two, super, two for two for Super Bowl appearances. Offensive line is still garbage. They go into... The Bills game this week, no Jonah Williams, no Alex Kappa, and another no three starting three offensive starting linemen game. down. In the snow, on the road, against Buffalo, DeMar Hamlin in the building for the first time. Doesn't matter, dominating performance. Yeah, they came out hot. Bro, I saw that clip of him. I saw the way he threw it and he spun around. Oh, I saw sick. that right before the game. I was like, oh, he's locked in. Yeah, Went see. to go hammer above on pass attempts, didn't even get it. I didn't get to see that. If I saw that, I would I would have hammered, but I, I didn't get to see it. I that's something. I didn't see it till after. Yeah, yeah. before it was too, it was already too late when I saw it. Um, that's a crazy hot take. Now yeah. here's the thing: you bring fucking facts, and that's that's okay. He did. The, he, the, brought, he brought. The, an, he brought a. The greatest offensive head coach in the Super Bowl era. You gonna tell me I'm wrong? Andy Reid. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like we also. Ha- had Alex Pat, Smith for Patrick a year Mahomes to sit came back. From the worst college. He was the worst prospect coming out, out of the two of them, right? Okay, Joe Joe Burrow was the third string quarterback at Ohio State for three years, and then and transferred then, out. And he was yeah, and then came to LSU and had the arguably the single greatest college football performance of all time. Now you want to argue with me about? I'm ready. I'm ready. Chase and Jetta. These these are the things you're gonna bring up. He's the got to be like every time somebody has multiple NFL players on their offense, they got to be great, right? What about C.J. Stroud in Ohio State? How many national championships did they win with Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson just won Pro Football Writers of America's Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. Olave was up there. Up uh, Pro Football Writer, not AP. Oh. Sawson, Garrett Wilson won for that, but that's not the AP. Um, that goes NFL honors. The Just week. No. The week between the Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. Okay. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, who everybody argued was the best out of the three of them two years ago, and Marvin Harrison Jr., and a couple of offensive linemen that are going to the league. They, great teams. They never want to chip. I think you. I think you could. I mean, I don't think you can argue that Burrow's worse than two. I think. I think he surpassed Josh Allen. I understand it's ridiculous to say that he's the number one best quarterback in the NFL. It's not that ridiculous. But I don't think we're far off. And I don't know if I've ever said this on the air. I know I've said it to you before. Whenever people look for the comparison for him, 
It's Brady before the ACL. As it stands, as it stands, Chase has... I'm Chase. That's what I was... Now you know what I'm getting at. As it stands, Bengals have more offensive weapons than the Kansas City Chiefs. It's close. Currently, maybe, yes. Right. Andy Reid knows what he has in... uh, and Mahomes, and he's willing to, especially during the regular season, just use it in droves. Like, just, he doesn't care if Mahomes throws 45 times a game. It, it seems like the way that the teams play call, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mahomes could break a, a a passing record any year. I'm not worried. I don't think Burrow's ever going to, you know, break a passing record. But when it gets to the playoffs for some reason, this man is cold as ice. He just turns into, like, I'm not losing. He gets hurt every year. No. Referring to You're talking about Mahomes. I'm talking about Mahomes. We're talking no, about Burrow. We're, we're talking, no, we're talking about Mahomes gets dinged up all the time, he but does. he plays through it. He does. He plays through it. He's a bowler, dude. Like, and I'm not saying the injuries are the same because they're not. That would be stupid of me to say. Like, very. That would, uh, it's more than naive. That's stupid. But Tony Pollard did have a high ankle sprain. Tony Pollard broke his fibula. Fibula? Yeah. yeah. Uh, fibula. 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 He had surgery today. Yeah. 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 Rolled up on very similarly to how Mahomes was rolled up on. I know he didn't break his leg, but the man want, just was like, I'm not coming out, dude. I'm not coming out. And then, yeah, he they did. And they made him go to the locker room and get x-rays and the whole nine, right? But he came back in. And we'll get to this later when we talk about the game because I didn't watch it. But what I've heard, he came back in and it's all three-step drops. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. That's the, if that's the case on Sunday, Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. All right. I said it. Like, all right. Well, now I you know, see. Now I don't want to. We're gonna move on, and I'm not gonna say what I want to say. Cause we'll you want to get into the cheat? Yeah. Well, okay. We'll talk about it later because I don't want to. Because otherwise, I'm gonna ruin it. I was just uh, opening the show hot with the fine. Joe Burrow take. So, and... top three quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion, are Mahomes, Burrow. It, it's still it is still Allen, but it's you know. Yeah. And how do you feel? Do you disagree? You agree? I agree because I, I don't, I don't want to get too high on what I believe yet because I, I'm still open to constructive criticism. I'd like to see another season of how the NFL plays out before I make my full list. Fair enough. Guys are, guys are rook. Young pop in the NFL I would, stuff. I will, I will say I agree with you, though. Okay. All right. I think right now, yeah, it is the three of them. It, as the three, you know, the three guys, I think Lamar is still hot on their tail. We just haven't seen a lot of him lately. Lamar did still win an MVP at 22. Is it like, the whole availability still, thing still? A yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But and we've talked about this on the show, so I don't want to beat it with a with a stick here. If he has a contract, he plays those the last regular season game and the we playoff think. game. I'm pretty this, positive. Those, that is a total assumption. Though. It's you can't speculative, but yeah. yeah. But I yeah, I do believe Lamar Jackson plays if he has the contract. It's great. I don't think there's well whatever. We'll get into it. We'll get into it later. Go ahead. What else you got for us? Monday Night Raw turned 30 years old this week. Yes, it did. Yesterday. Raw is 30. Special show last night on Monday night. Brought back a ton of people. Overall, the show was booked very well. Fantastic use of the Freebird rule with the Sami Zayn uh, Uso deal. Mm-hmm. The Bloodline story is, if, if not the hottest, one of the top three hottest things in wrestling over the course of the last six months. Right or wrong? I think it is the hottest. It probably is the hottest. It's excellent. Here's the problem, Brian. Of the not many matches that were advertised pre 
Monday night, like, you know, booked earlier in the week last, late in the week last week, advertised, advertised to ticket buyers, advertised for TV, is a steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Bailey. And so what happened, Brian, what happened was the bloodline, the opening segment with the bloodline with Roman Reigns and the Usos and all them, that segment ran a little long. So what we have to do, we had to cut the steel cage match between the two women. Two women who were part of the face of the Give Divas a Chance movement. Two of the four horsewomen of the WWE. Two of the women responsible for nipping this shit in the butt the first time. And you caught it. And you, when you at first, there's, multi, there's so many problems here. Because you advertise a steel cage match, you need to deliver a steel cage match. I don't care. Okay, here's the second problem. Why, did, why couldn't we just cut the fucking geriatric boys club segment with DX? With the fucking shell of what used to be DX. Without the only guy in the group who's hot right now, who's over as fuck, who's in shape and actually is a threat, Billy Gunn, because he's working for Tony Khan in AEW. And you send out the rest of them with Kurt out there in a re honestly cool to see him, whatever. Terrible segment. We could have clipped that fucking segment off. Well, it wasn't a terrible segment. It was a terrible segment because it was chosen over the cage match. I agree with you to a large extent. Uh, the show was great. <laughs> it was. It was a really great show. Dude, they did. Let's Okay, we talked about the negative part. But let me just say this. They did a segment, right? L.A. Knight, I know you don't know who he is. He's supposed to face Bray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble Saturday in a, Saturday. In a pitch black match. It's supposed to be in the dark or whatever. It's going to be like first of its kind kind of okay. thing. Or maybe, is it, is it first of its kind? Yes, right. sponsored by Mountain Dew Pitch Black, dude. Come on. Yes, it is, but whatever. So he comes out L.A. Knight, and he's, he's great. He's like very, he's very uh, high on himself. He's very, you know, I don't know how to describe him. Right? He's doing like a Stone Cold kind of deal right now. Miz-esque. Like, it's Stone Cold esque, down to the fucking vest and the yeah, that yeah oh, thing yeah, he's doing. Yeah. Come on, he's yeah, doing, yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. Stone Cold. That's true. Instead of what he's going yeah, yeah, and it's not the same Stone Cold vest, but he's wearing a black vest. No, nah, it's it's lit. It's, no, it's, it's cool. Idea. No, it's cool though. Yeah. So he comes out and he's he starts talking about you know the the pitch black and he's not afraid of anybody and you know nobody back there ever was afraid of him blah 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 and then the dong comes you know out. The Undertaker's music hits. Uh, oh, then it stops. American Badass plays. He comes out on the motorcycle. Really? Lit for That's Raw 30. Cool. That's great, right? Yeah. Now I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with my fiance. And we're watching. And uh, he gets into the ring. LA Knight starts walking away and goes, I'm not going to beat you up, old man. You look like shit. Blah, 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 blah. And Bray Wyatt appears. He said, I heard what you said on Joe Rogan about these guys today being soft. And I, I just want to let you know. That if you heard that about me, whoever's mouth it came out of is lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he starts walking up the ramp, and Bray Wyatt's music kind of comes out, like some sort of music comes out, and he's at the top of the ramp in the pitch black, forces with the lantern. Yeah, forces L.A. Knight back to the ring. Right now, typically in WWE, what they would do is they would bury L.A. Knight before the big fight in the Royal Rumble, and a 60-year-old would choke slam or whatever, Tombstone, or whatever, LA Knight, and that would be the end of it, and we'd be like, wow, he buried the guy yeah, before. and Undertaker right? would get the rub. 
But instead, for nothing. Yeah, exactly. The Undertaker needs a rub. But instead, he locked in the choke slam, held it. Bray Wyatt came into the ring. They were just staring at each other. And Undertaker goes like this and pushes LA Knight to him. And Bray Wyatt does the sister Abigail's finishing move. Then Taker, Taker and him are just staring at each other. Taker walks past Bray Wyatt, whispers something into his ear, taps him like this on the shoulder, and walks out. Basically crowning Bray Wyatt as the next him and saying, hey, this is it. Ultimate rub to Bray Wyatt. And then leaves. So I said to Valentina out loud, I go, Jimmy's going to text me in the next 10 seconds how great that was. Ding. What did I hell do? yeah. I just wrote hell yeah. Great. Great. So they did a lot of great things last night. And yeah, they did slip on the on the whole women's revolution. There was no women involved in last night's uh, 30-year celebration at all. I mean, they had Blaze, but like. They had Alundra there? Yeah, but she was playing poker. Oh, she's in the poker segment? Yeah, she was in the poker segment. One of the fucking ten poker segments. Well, there was some sort of... I didn't look into it, but something with the Bellas about it came out. Yeah, they were... You know, she gets on fucking... You know ...in her fucking... In in a towel and starts yelling about it. You know, that... We love the revolution and shit. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Get... Put some clothes on. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, great, Nikki, you didn't marry John Cena. Brie, your husband works for the enemy now. Sorry. Yeah, can't mention you. Sorry. Kick rocks. (laughs) Even though we're going to allude to Billy Gunn. Um, and then, do you know where the show took place last night? Philly. Do you know who wasn't there last night? And is pissed. Vocally, has the platform to do it daily, and was vocally pissed on his platform today. Foley? No. No. I mean, you would know, you know them. They're relevant to Philly. The Dudley boys. Bubba Ray Dudley. On Busted Open Radio, on Sirius Satellite, on Sirius Satellite Radio Daily Show, mm-hmm. yeah, he was screaming about it today, and then he tweeted out earlier today a GIF, a couple hours ago, a GIF I should say, of the two of them from like back in the day, like the Attitude Era, the two of them making the entrance, and he the tweet said something like, see if you could pull it up, but it said like, uh, Are you pulling over? Uh, you guys can do it since they won't acknowledge us. And he tagged Devon and <laughs> hashtag Dudley boys. Jeez. Why wouldn't they bring them back? Just because. Well, Bully Ray currently contracted to Impact, right? Oh. And um, Devon Dudley just separated with them. He was a trainer there, I believe, or a producer. WWE? Yeah, and okay. he just left recently. And I don't know if they're cool now, but there was a little bit of time where, because they have a wrestling school, Team the Team 3D Academy. Mm-hmm. And Devon, like, is kind of stepped away and is just, like, a silent partner and letting Bubba Ray, like, do the He's run like, it and everything. Because yeah. I think they had a rift. I hope all's well now. I don't, I don't, I don't want to mm-hmm. speak about personal relationships. But, yeah, I was really mad about the Steel Cage match thing. Overall show was pretty cool. For the first time, they do a show like this, an anniversary show, and all these legends come back. And none of the legends took a rub away from someone who actually needed it. Going into the Royal Rumble, which was the next thing that I was going to discuss. Go ahead. Since they didn't, I know you will acknowledge us. Hashtag Raw 30. Go ahead. going to say keep that phone out unless you know because I meant to look it up before and I didn't. Royal Rumble. One of WWE's big four premium live events this Saturday night on the WWE Network by way of Peacock. I mean, really, the second best show of the year, right? 
Always. Do you not love the Royal Rumble? Always in my opinion. So WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, after that, it could it could be SummerSlam, but it does you know. Could be. If we're only talking WWE, yeah, but it, like for me it's probably Mania Rumble and fucking double or nothing is right there with it. And then all out too, probably. But double or nothing's usually it's hard to figure out. They try to kind of treat every show like it's a big show. What would you say? Which one's the mania? All out? Probably or double or no, nothing? Probably double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, probably double or nothing. So Royal Rumble's always fun for everybody. We get a couple of people involved every now and then that, that don't regularly watch. Brian will take part once in a while. Nick will take part in the Royal Rumble. I'm going to make Jack watch the Royal Rumble this year. It's going to be great. But on the card, you got the card. I know we're going to have two. 30-person, over-the-top rope, Royal Rumble matches, men's and women's. Competing, as always, for the shot to headline WrestleMania in a world title match of their choosing. This year, who knows what's going to happen, but Roman Reigns has both belts. So if you're in the dudes, you're wrestling Roman Reigns. The women will have the choice. What else do we got on the card? So we got men and women's Royal Rumble. We have... The WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. We have the Women's Championship, Bianca Bel- Royal Women's Champions, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss, which probably ties into the whole Bray Wyatt. It does, gimmick, yeah. Because you didn't see the Alexa Bliss. No, I did. Yeah. I'm saying it probably all comes to a head, right? Or at least starts to. You would imagine. Pitch Black, Wyatt, and LA Knight. That's the only thing that they have scheduled so far. The women, seven women have been entered into the Royal Rumble. Got to get it to 30. Yeah. Every year since they've been doing this, there's a couple of women that Molly Holly's been in it like every year. Yeah. 15. Kelly Kelly's Kelly Kelly's been in it. Do they pull? So Mickey James was in it last year as the impact knockouts champion. Will be again. They announced her as the not as the, it was the first time that they ever acknowledged it. They'll do it again because she just won the belt again last month. Yeah. And a belt versus career match against Jordan Grace. But they, because they impact knows that they're not going to send their if it's unless it's her who has the working relationship with both of them, and obviously the crowd knows who she is. You know what I mean? There's yeah. the rub to impact. What were you saying? So I have a question about certain wrestling promotions, etc. How you, how you bring in talent, things like that. NXT is associated with the WWE. WWE. NXT is WWE. So in comparison, you would say NXT is the G League to yeah. the WWE. A hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, do they call up people for yeah. the Royal Rumble? Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask the same question. Mm-hmm. I figured that's yep. what they do from NXT. So. Well, yes, I do. I mean, they usually yeah. only get two, three, right? Three, maybe maybe four on a, like a yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll probably see you'll Baby see Steiner. Yeah. You'll see Braun Breaker. And you may see, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he's, he's fighting Breaker now. I don't keep up with NXT these days. Uh, Vince ruined it with the 2.0 shit from that point. So, 15 men announced. um, Karrion Kross, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, McIntyre, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Ricochet. I only named the people that have any shot in hell. I mean, so here's here's my prediction. Here's my prediction, and I, this is a rumor going around there, so it's not me making something up. We already discussed how Cody's coming back. Cody enters one and wins the damn thing. 
all building up to this great emotional storyline for a huge payoff at Mania where he finally wins the belt that Daddy never did. Especially now that we know Dwayne, at least we're, we're pretty sure Dwayne won't be there. That is crazy. By far one of the craziest things I've heard. Not what you're saying about what that about Dwayne that we fucking we built up. Ro- Roman Reigns has had the title for 864 days, 870 a days now. Year the entire off. payoff for this fucking 800 and some odd day is going to be well over 900 into the into the thousands probably by Mania. No, well close. no, very, it'll no, be very close, close to a thousand by Mania. And the whole big payoff was to have Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania in Los Angeles. WrestleMania is in Los Angeles for this event for The Rock, dude. For the rock, he's like, ah, I'm not in shape. It was what do you mean? <laughs> what do you fucking mean? You're not in shape, yeah. dude. First of all, all you do is post videos about clanging and banging. How are you not in shape? Iron Paradise, 3 a.m., getting after it. How are you not in shape? Being ripped is not in ring shape. My he guy, he needs to. He hasn't been he's bumping had around over two and a half years' notice that it's, you were gonna fight for 20 minutes. It's. <laughs> It's a, it's ridiculous that this was the way and we fucking backed ourselves into a corner where this is the way it was going to go. And now here we are a week before Royal Rumble where the reports come out that he tells them he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he's in proper ring shape to go out there and do a main event caliber match. Awful situation for WWE and the writers and whatever they got to figure out to start to set up. Because ro- this is where the seeds get set for Mania mostly at mostly, Royal Rumble. Yeah. But, can I just say something? But, no, can I just finish? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Good on Dwayne, in a way, because the last... I'm good on seeing guys like him and Stone Cold even, who we can talk about if you want to, and the older guys who come back for these one-off matches. Even Punk, to a degree, when he first came back, he wasn't ready right away. If you come back and to take a Mania main event spot away from a worker who works 300 nights a year and you're not ready and you look like shit in the ring, I have a problem with that. So I would be twice as pissed off if we spent two and a half years leading to this huge payoff and Dwayne is blown up in seven minutes Mm -hmm. or not looking right or botching shit. The issue is the timeline. Go on. Right. Understood. But And I agree with you. But the fact of the matter is there's a very, very high chance that he he did have the timeline. He did know what was going on. He did know the plan. And he could have been in good shape. Do you think it took Stone Cold, who's not working out like The Rock is, do you think it took Stone Cold two years to get ready for his match with Kevin Owens last year? And that was pretty good. And I don't think it took him two years to get ready. I think it took him maybe three months, maybe four months. I don't, I don't yeah, know. He's not shooting fucking a million movies, dude. I'm no, I'm just saying though. You know what I mean? Like it didn't. It, like I don't know. It just it's disappointing, especially since like they tease it and then they never shut the rumor down. Like they never once were like, guys, stop. It's not happening. You know what I mean? Rock's going. They're going Hollywood for Rock. Like they did it in Hollywood for this guy. They put lightning on the Royal Rumble poster. Yeah. Right after really? Shazam came out. And, and or uh, Black Adam. Sorry. And uh, what do you call it? And they fucking back when. When Wyatt resigned, they put fireflies on the poster, and a lantern, like in the very background of the the of the the, uh, the poster for the event, yeah. Survivor Series when he came back, so like they dropped that hint. I think we are getting swerved. I think Saturday night we see him, maybe. Otherwise, because we keep going back to that, you're gonna have. To, can we just for once have the guy that wins it be a total fucking surprise? Like, couldn't we just come out a report and say? 
Cody wasn't healthy enough, he's not going to be able to go. And then at 28, just have his music hit and us be like, dude, we thought it was lit, but now well, it's even more lit. Like, so the which we discussed this no, a couple whenever a couple yeah, episodes ago, but like we said, the report is it wasn't much of a secret that Cody was going to be back for the Royal Rumble anyway. Yeah, we knew that. And that they the writers, whoever it is in creative is more than satisfied with the surprises planned that they that they do have. Great. Love so. it. So I'm never satisfied. So I'm everybody going... should be surprised. <laughs> and my thing is and this All is All 30 of them should be retired. My thing. If you come out to the Royal Rumble and you're not a pop to the fans in the sense of like let me give you an example. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is not winning the Royal Rumble this year. But fans do love him every time he comes out. That's okay. I'm cool with that. Don't waste it. Like for me, like Omos is a waste. It's a waste. I understand he's large, and I understand it's a waste. Nobody knows. Everybody knows he's not going to win. Nobody's behind the guy's character, and it's just a waste of a spot. So that that's just my opinion. But whatever, uh, you know, we'll see Saturday. Santino Morella. <laughs> no, but Santino Morella is he's even him. He's more of a for, of, of folklore than like. Omar. I mean, he would pop now. He would pop, yeah, he would he pop, pop now. I'm talking about yeah, however many years ago when he like, broke, him, this, right? he he broke the new record for sure. And I love, I love this guy as a, as a person and what he does for the community and everything that he's done for the I already know where you're going. Go Dennis O'Neill? Yep. Yeah. You can't do it. You cannot do it. You cannot be an entry. It can't. You can't do it. It's a. It's a major. It's a major injustice to watching it. Like you don't understand the viewers that they grab. From the Royal Rumble, the Bryans, the Valentinas. Hey, sit down and watch this with me. Hey, we're all going to come over to my house. We're going to watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I don't watch it, but fuck it. I used to watch the Royal Rumble. I can get behind it. Let's get some They're going to be like, oh, 26, 26. 5, 4, 3, oh. 2, 1. Who's Scotty that? Too Hotty. Who, who's that? It's like, fucking Scotty Too Hotty. I'd take Scotty. Yeah, that would be you know what I mean? Wasn't but, he in last year's? Yeah, uh, yeah a couple two years, years ago. But there yeah. shouldn't be, like, Brian shouldn't sit there as a non-wrestling fan from... You're like, oh, look at this guy from NXT UK who looks like everyone from the UK. No, yeah. Like, He's got to be like, oh, God, the Godfather? Like, if he doesn't react, <laughs> you know. Oh, Kane? I don't care. Kane's not going to win, but it's lit to see oh, Kane. To see the Godfather you know I mean? was in it a couple of years ago, too, right? The Godfather was there last night. Nah, he was there last night, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't there. No, yeah. Boogeyman, things like that, but whatever. So the Stone Cold oh, thing, God. we can be quick about it. You saw these reports or no? No. Reports came out, like, earlier in the week, late last week or middle of last week, that Stone Cold was offered a big money deal to work a match with Roman Reigns in Dwayne's spot at WrestleMania. Days go by. We get clarity on the report. Stone Cold was offered a big money deal not to wrestle Roman Reigns, to wrestle the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. Oh, Jesus. But based on the way Raw 30 ended last night, that's got to be out of the cards. It's going to be Brock and Bobby. Yeah, I fell asleep. But. Oh, but, dude, terrible clock management all around. Brock comes out. Obviously, it's no disqualification. Bobby, like, kind of a cross between a choke slam and a spine buster through an open table in the ring to Austin Theory. And no, I saw it. I, you yeah. saw that? Saw Did you, you saw how it went off? No. Lesnar, com- the, Lesnar comes F5. out. F5's Bobby Lashley. F5's Austin Theory on top of Bobby. So that way he lands in a pinning position. He pins. Austin Theory retains. Brock Lesnar starts walking back up the ramp, and they're like, oh, my God, Brock Lesnar is back. Cut, like, never signed off nothing. Just cut in the middle of the feed to whatever was on at 10 o'clock, dude. Just fucking – the time management was a uh, 
miserable, miserable fucking performance all around. And we've been doing three-hour shows forever. Bobby Brock is great, though. Sorry. I love No, him. I love Bobby Brock. Yeah. So that was a Stone Cold thing. Last bit of wrestling stuff to come back with what I texted you. Dave Meltzer will literally just report whatever the fuck he wants at any given moment. He gets a source that tells him something. He reports it right away. Dave Meltzer is like Adam Schefter of, of, of wrestling okay. news. He's actually he's, a Stone Cold uh, documentary. Yeah, because he's the yeah, dirt sheet guy. PW Insider, right? No, he's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Oh, okay. There's another guy then on the Stone Cold documentary. Sean Ross Sapp. It could be. He's fightful. Yeah. Everyone knows Meltzer. Meltzer gets something from a source and just fucking tweets it, writes about it, says it on Wrestling Observer Radio. So today it comes out on Wrestling Observer Radio. I forget the guy's name who's his co-host on the show with him. It's, another, you know, the second guy there. Is will Mark uh, do you think WBD will allow Mark Briscoe to wrestle for AW? And Dave goes, no. Because I can't really get into it. I can't give you more than that. But the answer is still no. That could change. But from right now, I don't believe it's going to happen. The answer is still no. And then later, a separate report. Same reason as the first time because of the homophobic tweet that Jay tweeted in 2013. Same reason. Right? Cool. Two hours later... Tony Khan tweets the graphic, makes the announcement for Dynamite tomorrow night, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal on Dynamite. So not even two hours later, it got fucking booked, dude. <laughs> but that's weird. Which, like, thank God that, that WBD is allowing it, but it took the man to lose his fucking life for you guys to be like, his brother could wrestle on the show. Hey, wild. You think because they got real bad blowback for last week with the lack of a tribute show? Maybe, but I just think it's just—it's just wild. It's one of those things. It's just like you, there's not no words to really describe. It. It's just wild. It's just that the to a lot of a lot of huge corporations, employees are numbers and not people. And Bryce still can't get over what you said last week. Like I still think about it and can't comprehend it about the thing with the Flash and then, oh Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still can't comprehend that. And like no amount of no amount of um trying to make sense of it will justify it for me. You know what I mean? That you know, one 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 tweet. I mean, fuck. I'm pretty sure like half of every famous person has said something that ah, I probably shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, for the most part they get away with it, but I think it's by sheer look. Of the missing teeth, of the looking, how they looked, that it was just like, nah, it's not worth it for us. And don't let's tell me be clear. Let's be clear. Mark's the one with his missing teeth, no, and no, they're no, still no. missing. So he'll be there, no front teeth at all. No, no. But don't tell me they couldn't wrestle. So it's weird. Maybe there was blowback, but again, I don't think they give a fuck. I don't think they care. And you know, Brody Lee got, for as good as he was, he got multiple episodes dedicated to him. I mean, you're talking a long. And just as tragic, maybe even less tragic. I mean, he was sick. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. to an extent, he was sick. But anyway, it's it, you know. It so it... tomorrow night's dynamite is airing on Jay's thirty ninth birthday. Yeah. So cool thing there. Now the floor is shifting this way for our last bit before we I, we can take a break. We cannot take a break. It's up. Um. There's really not much for UFC. I can rifle through it real quick. Well, I was just going to – the, 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 sh- the fights from, from Saturday. Yeah. You guys watched the fight. Yeah. I watched them. Did you watch them? I was watching. You didn't watch them? I'm trying to remember what they were. Yeah, he didn't watch them. 
Figueredo. Walker, Figueredo, and Murray. Yeah. No. You didn't watch them. I watched them, so I can kind of go through the yeah. no, I only Let's know. hear it. Um, the only fight I missed was the Johnny Walker fight. It was a first-round knockout. Um, Walker won? Walker won. Right. I needed to warm again. He's back on track. Even though he got I, I will um, bet against that guy every day he fights. Yeah, I didn't see it, Fucking but he, hate Johnny he Walker. knocked him out pretty decidingly. Um, after that, it was uh, just real quick. Andrade versus uh, Lauren Murphy. And she looked Andrade great. Just beat Lauren Murphy up for for three rounds straight. It wasn't even close. Like it was remarkable that Lauren Murphy stayed upright the whole entire round, the whole entire fight. Um, Burns Magny, Burns just got him quick submission right in the first round. Magny really didn't even stand a chance. I don't know what that. I don't know what they were thinking with that fight. I don't think Burns ha- really had anyone to fight at this point. He's kind of in this like. Well, now he's gonna be pushed Leo. up towards the title and things like that. But he was kind of in this weird like. No man's land because he just lost to Kazmont. You know, no, was it Kazmont his last fight? Yeah, right? no, yes, yes, he lost because he lost to Usman and then he lost to Kazma. Yeah, and then but the Kazmont fight was close, awesome. Yeah, so run that back 10 times I in think a row. Magni was just kind of like, uh, we'll give you this get, real get back into the, so now. They're saying it's Belial the Muhammad or Masadol. Gilbert yes. Burns belonged in that fight if, with Kamzat until he did yeah, it. Like, yeah. the, if Gil- Masvidal, uh, Masvidal, Burns is a beast. Yeah, yeah. he said, if Kobe is isn't available, give me Belial or Masvidal. Well, I'm wants, not waiting. He wants Colby now. He wants Colby. Yeah, yeah. now he wants Colby, yeah. which would be an awesome fight, Gilbert Burns and Colby Covington. Imagine being so good. Imagine being as good as Colby is, like, so good. And, like, every fight you have just is just with a guy who just... Yeah. But every, every fight is, like, a okay. world beater. Yeah. You want to go for that Chael Sonnen technique, like it, it'll work, but guys are gonna want to knock your head off. You know, you want to do, you want to play a character and yeah, play and be a heel. Yeah, we an easy fight. Like let go. No, dude. No, nah, dude. You don't get easy fight. fights when you're in the top three of the fucking welterweight. Masvidal does. Masvidal gets not easy fights. I'm sorry. Whoever fights Masvidal gets the easy fight. Yeah, well, Masvidal is kind of turning into like a journeyman. So, Usman's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah the, the era. Great title run. Had two Masvidal. Defenses in there. Yeah, but you also have but to... wasn't one of them because of an injury? Yeah. Wasn't the first time Masvidal got in there because of an injury? Yeah. And then that first fight, they just held each other for four and a half yeah, rounds? He just, yeah. He didn't stomped on his feet yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and controlled him. Yeah. And the second fight, he got fucking slept. That would It would have went that way with any top five guy that was put in that situation, though. Yeah, I just... They didn't Who's need to run it back. People up at that point. They didn't no need to run it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But go ahead. Um, what else do you The have? only other... Well, not the only other. The other fight on the card after this was... Uh, the fourth fight between Figgy and Moreno. Um, they're saying Figgy said he's going up. Um, he's not cutting this much weight anymore. He looked, I wouldn't say bad, but he was depleted. I don't know if you saw his weight cut pictures. It was crazy what was going on. But uh, but yeah, I, I guess the cut's too much. He's gonna go up to one thirty five. I guess he's gonna start banging around with O'Malley and thank Shido God and Dominic and you know they it, can't just keep there, fighting. There shouldn't even be a one twenty five. I know. I know. But going back to that fight, just real quick, um, Moreno just fucking clocked him, dude. Originally, so what had happened, the fight got stopped because of a, a cut mm-hmm. under Figgy's eye. Um, and originally in the broadcast, it looks like he came across and you thought he got poked. He even thought he got poked. And even I saw it. I'm like, ooh, I think he might have got him with the with the eye there. But then they were they didn't show the replay right away. And then all of a sudden, DC comes back on. on. He's like, I just want to let everyone know he didn't get eye poked. That cut is from, that's a legal cut from a punch. So they run it back. He just got tagged. It was a phenomenal punch. Just perfect. You could hear it on the broadcast and everything. It immediately opened up. And 
there was really nothing they could do. Should have thought, um, yeah. Last fight was... Uh, well, real quick, going back to Figgy, I'd love to see a fight between him and Cheeto Vera. I think that would be an absolute war. It would be I'd love to see amazing. him fight the entire top seven at 135, dude. It would be amazing. I don't know if he has seven fights in him, but fight everybody. <laughs> like, but last fight was um, was Hill and Teixeira. Um, I got to be honest, I didn't really know much about Jamal Hill going into the fight, but goddamn, he low-key put on a clinic yeah. against Glover Teixeira. And also, Glover Teixeira, how does this man not get knocked out? This man, I, like, I, I feel like every fight I've watched him in of his last three fights, he's been getting beaten to a pulp. He wound up winning one of them. And then this fight just, there were so many times where I'm like, he's got to go down. He's going to get knocked out. <coughs> Hill had the most significant he, strikes in, in light well, heavyweight. He so what he retired Glover no Teixeira. yeah no yeah. hill had the most significant Dude. strikes in that fight yeah for one fight in ufc history light heavyweight he what was it 190 was, significant strikes the timing on his head kicks were amazing i really don't even know how to share terry was eating them like not yeah. going down he like, said he, 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 he knew so he knew he was gonna retire and he wasn't retiring going night night yeah not in brazil no Absolutely not rio de janeiro was in, not right? in brazil. Yeah, no yeah. shot they were i don't know if you saw the video they were throwing beer cans and stuff at moreno they got Moreno running in. He's covered in security. They're full sprinting. And he's laughing hysterically the whole time they're running with him. He's got the belt on. It just looks so funny. He's running no shoes on. Belt around That's the waist. Crazy. And he's laughing. He's like cackling. He's so fucking loud. He gets in the tunnel. He just keeps fucking laughing. It was it was good stuff. I like Brendan Moreno. I'm glad he won. But like we've been saying, I don't know where that division goes now, especially with Fig going up. You know, you're kind of just... I know you're saying get rid of it. I know that this isn't the... Best thing to say, necessarily. Grown men shouldn't be professionally fighting at 125 pounds. Put on some fucking muscle, fight at 135. Name the third guy in the 125 division. It's been them for four straight fights. That's why they've run it back four times. Honestly, and I think the reason that the title changed hands a couple of times in the four fights, right? Mm -hmm. Once, then then back again? Mm -hmm. Or twice. twice? When... Brendan took it, then Figgy took it back, then Brendan took it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they drew, yeah, and they drew once. Too. Without all of this excitement and these good fights and the belt movement, where's the 125 division right now? Like, it could be gone already. Dana talked about pulling it years ago. Yeah. yeah. They did the same thing with the women's 140. He's doing that with the women's 145, too. So for the opposite reason. So the Same reason, way, opposite weight, you know. Right. The only way that I would do it is if you say to Figgy, yo, I'm gonna put you in the top ten. You're now you're gonna be. Has to be you're gonna be a 135 top tenner yeah. right now, and then Moreno, you're gonna vacate the belt. We're gonna get rid of the division, and I'm gonna put you in the top three. You're, so you're one fight away from a title fight at 135. You're gonna skip everybody because you are the 125 champ. So you will get one fight, and if you win that fight, you will have a title or yeah and vacate or, the belt from aljo and fucking get a pop or here's here on and we're gonna find out how strong that is really is Jesus pal Christ. but here's a great one <laughs> that would be sad. This is, i wouldn't want to see that this is even better you have a moreno fight for the 135 belt mm-hmm. right winner takes both it absorbs so who it doesn't matter if moreno wins he's the 135 champ only and if aljo defends He's the 135 champ. And that's it. That's and that's it. It's, it's done. So you're that like that's the best way to do it if you're going to do it. And yeah, I bet, and this is just my bet, that over 90% of the 125 division cuts so much weight to get down to 125 when they don't need to 
that there's only probably, like I said, one out of every 10 fighter that's like, no, like this is legitimately my weight class. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's and you know every what you weight do? class. You know what you do? Grant all of them their release to go to one because one has that weight class and yeah. even lower. One has all different types of weight yeah, Go to one. You can have an MMA fight in round one and a Muay Thai boxing match in round two, and yep. that's how we'll do it over there. Fucking 100%. weirdos. Anything else, Brian? Um, Only other big things? No, not really. Um, They booked Jan against um someone, and I should know that. Um, Other than that, really not much UFC news. We're kind of starting to get into the new year. Next next month's card's already looking tough because Jiri's hurt. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. Uh, March we got Jones and Gain, and that card's still kind of coming together. And Masvidal, and, um, I mean, and uh, Usman and Leon Edwards also in March. Yes, and no, I don't think they're on that card. No, they're in March, but they're not on that card, right? I don't think so. Yeah, they're in two weeks after that. Oh, so they're doing two pay per views yeah. in March? I think it's two big cards in March. Yeah, there's two big cards. I don't know if they're two pay per views. Let's see, let's see, let's see. So two eighty five, that's gonna be Jones Gain. Um, that is March fourth. And then two eighty six. Sixteenth? You are right, it's the eighteenth, but yeah. we'll be yeah. Wow, they're doing them two weeks apart. Where is that one? That one Oh in London. Well, we're gonna be in uh fucking Miami, we'll Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Fort Lauderdale. That's Gagey Roz that's not it's Leon Edwards Usman, and then Gagey, Rafael Vizev, and Gunnar Nelson Rodriguez. And that's in London. Uh it's a ten PM start. I don't know if it's in London. Should be at the O two I think it's at the O two. Well, it's in O two London. The O two arena's in London. Leon yeah, you're right. No, it is in London. Yeah. Wow, they're starting it late. Leon, like, fuck off, London. Yeah. Leon's defending. Sorry, two a.m. Yeah, we're doing it in the middle of the morning. Dude. <laughs> Literally, that's it's going to be two a.m. Is it two a.m. Hours ahead? Yeah. yeah, they're four hours ahead of us. Interesting. Well, that, be that late two a.m. would be yeah. Yeah, okay. it's four yeah. starts at ten p.m. So is this what we needed the camera for? No. But let's cool it down real quick. Let's hit the ice. No, wait. What do you mean hit the ice? We're gonna hit the ice. We're gonna talk a little puck. Okay, let's talk puck. I didn't know you had hockey. If you just tell me the Eastern Conference standings, I'm kicking you in the throat. <laughs> well, no, because okay. Boston's still going on historic road. I know, they're kicking the ass. last time we talked about it, they've only picked up one loss. Well, let's hear it. Come won? on. I haven't heard about but, this. Yeah, the, I, I don't got a lot about it. I was, you can kick me in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's still news, though, no? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's news. Anything else going on in hockey besides Boston? Um... Rangers have entered the Metro. Islanders are taking a dick kicking. Uh, dick kicking, yes. Yeah. What does that mean, enter the Metro? They In the playoffs. They're We're at the playoffs already? No, no but no, they've no, ended. They've, they've, oh, they're they've, 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 yo, gotcha, okay, yesterday right. an Islander got hit with the fucking puck, I guess, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, oh really? my Lanta, dude. Fucking sitting on the bench like this. Pulled his own tooth. Touching his tooth. Yeah. He's like, ah, fuck it, I don't need it. Yanks it out, dude. I'm like, oh, what the fuck are we doing? No, sir. No, sir is right. Bro with full dental insurance. There is a. Did you know that there is a dentist, a a paid dentist by each association on the ice? I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Teacher, I knew that. Own, they probably have a dentist and an oral surgeon. <laughs> yeah. I'd wear a cage. I'm a pussy. Go ahead. Easy, I don't think dude. You can wear a cage anymore. Really? Yeah, you have to wear the visor. With a long visor. Nah. Right, I'm not playing. Guard. Don't be a pussy, dude. They used to play without helmets. But yeah. Uh, standings have basically remained the same thus far. Edmonton's entered the wild card, and they're the only team that's kind of like, wow. But, wow. Uh, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> Seattle Kraken, recent extension team, up there with the Knights in the Pacific. Wonders. I don't know who's doing it, but wonders. We'll get there. When I get better, 
I'll tell you all about. <laughs> Either way, figure we should all. Do you, who the Rangers play last night? Hmm? Who the Rangers play last night? Couldn't tell. You. All right. All right. Very good on the hockey segment. Can I uh, interest you in the basketball segment? You can interest me. Are you feel good about I would it? Love it, dude. Dude. Oh my god. We're gonna talk about how Bronny James is a McDonald's All American based off of name alone. Okay, well, now, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't be like that. Bronny's down to three schools. Is that what's going on right now? Baby Bron's down okay. to three schools. Can you name him? Ohio State. He has to go to school. He can't just not go to school. Yeah, yeah. I know, he's not good enough to go to the... We got Ohio State. No, Lamelo went to Australia. You can right. leave the country if you want. No, yeah. you go to G League. You go to G League. No, is he good enough to go to the Ignite? No. You have to be a five-star recruit to go to the Ignite. No. Uh, yes, you have to be a five-star recruit. He might be a five-star recruit, though. Is he? That's yeah. debatable. I don't know. Either way. USC. So, USC, Ohio State, and... Uh, Duke. Is it Duke? I, 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 w- I would have said Ohio State and Duke because those were always the two places LeBron would have no, won. No, it was Ohio State, USC, and uh, Oregon. Uh, Oregon? Yep. Because Phil, uh, uh, Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, like, that's where... And he already has a shoe deal signed with Nike. Wow. Yeah, we so, got those old NIL deals coming say, together. Like deal, right? Yeah, so it's one of those three schools. He'll probably be there for a year. Jimmy, he's better than you think he is. You know he's not his dad, but he's better than you think he is. He's a point guard. Yeah, he doesn't play the game. He doesn't need to score like daddy. He just, like, plays the game within himself. It's weird. So he's never, like, that guy on the court. Are you a, Do you have Sierra Canyon tapes coming to your house every week? But I've, I've I'm not it. saying I don't think he's that good. I haven't. Well, I've seen highlights, and I'm like, he okay. Can shoot, he can shoot a little, but when, it, when it's all said and done, he'll be a better shooter, percentage-wise. Than I'd be willing to bet you right now that Bryce is better than him ever at the pro level. All right, I'm gonna need you to calm down. We're not gonna get. We're not gonna do this now. Bryce no, is 15. Bryce has fucking got the size, dude. No, he definitely does. But Bryce is also 15. I'm not gonna fucking. Mm. Track the progression of a fifteen-year-old right now. I'm not prepared to do that on this on this football show. Anyway, we feel good. Can we, can we? This becomes a sports show in two weeks, my guy. Can we guy. move on? Before we take the break, because once we come back, we're just going to talk about the games that happened. It seems like Jack has something about the Yets. He wants to get off of his chest. So anything Yets related? Oh yeah, you, I mean we, we have Jets, Giants, and we're not gonna. Well, we're gonna get to Giants when we talk about the Giants game, but the Jets. All right, are all right. So Jets, go ahead. Yes. Jimmy, what do we always say? Same old Jets. The no. goddamn Jets. No. What do we say recently? The future's bright. The motherfucking future is bright. Nice, as dude. A fucking Jesus. Jets fan, baby. I'm, I'm going to need to know why. No, no. Go ahead. I'll tell you right now. Because it's too bright in here, I'll tell you that much. He knows. I might need some ocular surgery. Anyway. We got three quarterbacks on the radar, possibly four. We got A. Raj, we got fucking Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and you have any other suitors you would like to mention? I mean, those are the top three pipe dreams. And then when you, when you settle down into realism, you're talking about Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, possibly Daniel Jones if he shakes free, which I don't see happening. Uh, and then it gets kind of bleak from there. He brought up Jameis Winston when you were gone last week. I am still of the belief that but they, Brock Purdy is going to be the guy next year, make the call on Trey Lance, but that's not like a, an immediate proven guy either. I just believe you throw the dart at the board. The price is going to be similar to 
if not cheaper than fucking Aaron Rodgers is, and he's 24 years old. But here's the problem. Before I let you in, I'll let you keep going. Derek Carr probably needs to be done by February 15th unless he gets cut, which I don't see happening, right? Lamar Jackson, the way that post, the way the presser went, it feels a lot like he's going to be a Raven. But I will say, soon as fucking um, whoever it was, Steve Kime or maybe even Cliff Kingsbury showed up in Arizona, the first thing he said was, "We like Josh. Josh is our guy." And then we took Kyler number one overall, like two months later. So, not necessarily means meaning anything. Here's the problem: get to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has to be a post-June 1st move. Because if he's not a post-June 1st trade or cut, the dead money on the Packers is going to be $60 million plus. So that's not happening. So now if you're Joe Douglas, you cannot afford, you definitely can't afford to wait to see what happens with Lamar because Lamar isn't even available right now. But then to say, unless you do some fucking illegal tampering and just say, take the fucking pick, I don't care, you, you won't know for sure if you can make them. They might be interested in, in unloading the draft picks and paying Aaron Rodgers to get him for two years. But you're going to wait till June 1st to figure out who your quarterback is? And if there's a reasonable deal for Derek Carr and you got to fucking... I don't think Joe Douglas will do it under pressure. Doesn't seem to be his style. But if there's a reasonable offer for Derek Carr on the table and it's got to be done by February 15th or whatever the fucking day is, and then Rodgers can't be moved until June 1st. Now we got a timeline game. I just want to say one here. thing, though. What What is what is, uh, what's Derek Carr worth to you? Trading-wise? Yeah, like what would you give up for Derek Carr? Two twos. What about a one and a four? I'm not giving 13 up for Derek Carr. I'll give you a one from next year. I'll give you a 44 and, and next year's one. I don't know if it's 44, but whatever pick it is in a second. 46, maybe. Okay. And what would you give up for Rodgers? I think they say that the asking price is two first-round picks. Woody seemed willing to do it. I personally – so here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. His current 2023 base salary is $31 million. Because of language in the deal, whatever the fuck it is, lawyer stuff. If he gets traded, his base salary is $15 million. Do you know who the Jets are currently paying $15 million next year? You're not going to know. Do you know? No. Lakin Tomlinson, the big left-right guard signing from last season who has been an absolute turnstile in one year. He was one of their big signings in the offseason last year. Been awful all year. Three very common cap casualties that are being brought up in the Jets' conversation right now. Corey Davis seems like a goner. Carl Lawson seems like a goner. Jordan Whitehead seems like a goner. I would be interested in offering the Packers the 2024 one, that 46, 48, whatever that second rounder is this year, and one of those three guys that we're going to cut anyway. Carl Lawson probably doesn't make any sense because they're loaded with edge rushers over there. I'd dangle Corey Davis at him. Alan Lazard's going to walk. What about Zach Wilson? I think trading Aaron Rodgers is to, like you said, fucking two years with Aaron Rodgers, fifth-year option, kick the tires with Zach two more years down the line. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, yeah. I would offer Zach Wilson and a two for Derek Carr. I wouldn't offer Zach Wilson and a one for Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, Jack, run, run with this so we can take a break. Go ahead. Well, 
James basically broke it down, man. He had he had all of my points. I, I didn't want to steal your thunder. You did. I didn't you steal did. Your thunder. Well, you know what you did, and it just got dark as fuck in here. You know what? No, it's it bright. Oh, it just got fucking no. dark, dude. Oh, fuck, <laughs> dude. Fuck, dude. Step on it, bro. I wanted this to be your. <laughs> I wanted this to be your fucking moment to shine. And you fucking. And now it's fucking dark, dude. I'm oh, blind. All right, we'll have to get him back. Maybe Thursday we should let him life. open the show. We're gonna take a break. Thursday we'll let him open the show. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. What up, guys? We're going to get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Saatchi De Dinero. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection you want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You could wear it out when you're running errands. You could wear it out to the bar. You could wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk and it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. Sachi Dinero, always authentic, never counterfeit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. The best way to support the show is to support the sponsors. You support the sponsors. You're supporting the pod, supporting the boys, supporting the show, helping us get out of this basement, quit our jobs besides Alicino, because as you know, he owns a business. <laughs> it's time... <laughs> It's time to talk about the divisional round. We're going to talk about Saturday first. And before we get into it, I'll, let, I'll give you guys my review. All right. Harry you. Potter was amazing. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> had a nice little day in the city. Good. Went to Midtown great. Comics. Got a couple of good reads. Well had a nice meal. Harry Potter was a great Boys play. Magic the Gathering at the comic book store, too. No, nah, dude. We just bought comic books and left. See, that's what an adult would do. I'm overstimulated in the middle of these two. <laughs> it's a nice looking in. Just, yeah, I, just, I just wanted to let you know that I'm ready to talk about the divisional round. All right. Are you ready? All right. Do you look ready? I've seen all Are that. you ready? Jacksonville yeah. versus Kansas City. The floor is you guys'. Ahead, floor guys. is you guys'. Guys. Used to. I did, you know what? Jacksonville did a good job. I liked what they did. Trevor Lawrence looks pretty good. It's not first take, dude. You can talk normally. It's a hell of a backdoor cover. Doug Peterson cover spreads, I'll tell you that much. There was a small portion of this game where I was like, ah! Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh! When, it, when, when Mahomes went down, oh! And then, and then the, I, was, I was wrong. I thought the go on get from Andy Reid to Mahomes when he took off his jacket and threw it down to the ground. I thought he was done. I thought that was the, you're not coming back in. Exactly. And I was like, oh, fuck, spam Jaguar. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. Did you spam your Jaguar? No, no, no. Chad Henney's like, hold my fucking cock in your hand. I'm going 99 right. for 13 plays. Right, right. right. And you, well, you said that text, you sent that text to us that Chad Henney just took the 98 <laughs> yards for a touchdown, right? Cool. Um, five of six for 32 yards. 23 oh, yards, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Pacheco had a four-yard running play. Yeah. like a 40, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, that was at, like, midfield. It wasn't like... That's all Henny had to do was just come in and just not fuck up, basically. Right, it didn't even look... And this is going to sound Listen, crazy. He, oh, it didn't even look like there was a the way The way it came out was essentially... So Mahomes got hurt. They were essentially on their own... What was it, 15 or 20 at that point? 
Uh, it was looking bleak. I was like, oh, we have Henny coming out at the opposite end no, of the No, it was at the two. It was at the two yard they line. Were down Wasn't there. there a penalty, though, that got him further back? Yeah, it got him all the way to like the two yeah, or three yeah. yard and line. And then he wound up getting him all the way down. So, Listen, it is what it is. I mean, Henny is a decent backup. He's not, you know what I mean? Like, he's not. He was played last year. A slouch. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, he, he, he's. And, and plus, I'm sorry, no one's ever going to be horrible under Andy Reid. You know what I mean? No, like, definitely not. So there's always that, that, that line to it. So Mahomes is a dog, yeah. flat out. I guess the book is out still that no one understands that Kelsey's a good tight end. Kelsey's probably the best tight end. Ever? Maybe probably, ever? I mean, not besides there. Tony Gonzalez. We're probably maybe. getting there. Postseason tight end ever of all time. Yeah, he's Easily. the second best tight end of all time behind Tony Gonzalez. Or Gronk. But. Doing a lot of disrespect to Gronk. A lot of disrespect to Gronk. My guy, he, this man is always open. Yeah, he is. Gronk yeah. was like a... Gronk was like catches in a fucking postseason. No, no, no. But I'm Gronk, sure he has. No, but Gronk is the guy that catches passes, barrels people over, yards after catch. Like this motherfucker. Like like, yeah, he yeah. runs like a receiver. He's running and he just open. finds the holes every time. I don't understand how I don't understand how Jacksonville's not game planning this week. And yeah. they're like, all right. There's this guy 87. Kelsey sits on the line. And he's like, oh, I'll just wait to see where these zones are at. And I'll just run to where like, they're not. And I, then, and I thought to myself watching the game, I said. Do you think, and I know this is a little far-fetched and I'm being, it's a little sarcastic, but do you think that Kelsey even has, like, a route tree? Routes? <laughs> like, or do no. you think Mahomes is like to him, yo, you just get open. You, everybody. No, 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 no. He has routes. No, but. <laughs> no, 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 I know. <laughs> no, I, no, I know, but I'm saying. But do you think he has. I feel like he's running a, a 5, 10-yard drag across the middle of the field every time and every, running it for 30 yards. Everything field. feels like an option. And no now. one's near him. Everything feels like an option. Yeah. Everything feels like. Yo, you're gonna go eight yards and you turn around, or you're gonna go eight yards and run an in and stop five, you know, run a yeah. curl. Like it's like everything is just like he's always open the guy. Every time Mahomes was in trouble, he was like, uh, uh. Even when even when Chad Henney was out there, it was like, I'm in trouble. Where's 87? Yeah. And nobody's near him. Like, it's weird. But anyway. So yeah, Bill Simmons was saying on his podcast, he's like, I could have went in there today off of my couch. And defensive, been the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars, and Kelsey wouldn't have gotten more than five catches. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, I don't understand why every defensive coordinator in the NFL isn't just like, hey, that Travis Kelsey guy is good. We need to let, not let him catch the ball. Yeah, it's like other people can catch the ball. That's fine. You will not beat me with Travis Kelsey. He's Since like, the theme of the last like, fifteen minutes was uh, the future is very bright. The future is very bright for Jacksonville. And I might, I might say something stupid, and I might say that Trevor Lawrence might be a top five quarterback. Well, let's not in the forget NFL. he has Calvin Ridley next year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll agree with you, but you pending reinstatement. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. So they got. I know they spent. The only thing with Jacksonville is they spent a lot of money in the old, in this this past offseason, and they're not going to be able to do that every year. Jimmy. I have a point to make about Jacksonville. Yes. And obviously I didn't watch the game, but I can only assume that this trends well with the way the last 19 or so weeks have gone. Why don't we talk about Trevon Walker? Why is Trevon Walker like one of the few number – like we saw it last year with Trevor Lawrence, but there's the Urban Meyer thing. Trevon Walker is a number one overall pick, pass rusher, got Georgia national champion – we never argued about who the number one overall pick was in this draft. It was always going to be Trevon Walker because of his size and length and speed, right? He just goes out there and leans on guys, dude. 
Nope. Look up his pressure rate. There's no way his pressure rates are good. He doesn't sack the quarterback. He's not getting after it. And we just, for some reason, no one is talking about how much of a fucking awful pick he's been this year. Meanwhile, Aiden Hutchinson's out there pretending he's on the bench and getting in. He's got like three interceptions this year, Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah. Aiden Hutchinson is a beast. Putting pressure, stopping the run. I good. Think it's also because the Jags defense is just bad overall. So it's easy to just. I know, but it's like, it's. So alarmingly bad for a number one overall pick edge rusher, his production in his first year, and no one talks talks about it. You never hear about where, dude. Here's a n- new segment. Where in the world is Trevon Walker? Because it's not in the backfield. Let's not call it where in the world is Trevon Walker. We'll just call it where in the world is this number first round overall pick. You know where's this guy? What is it? Let's the just fa- play that pressure rate. Pressure rate, sacks, hits, dude, any pass rushing metric. Pass rush win rate, uh, tackles for loss even. Anything relevant to playing the edge position. There's guys in the the fourth man in the Jets pass rushing rotation that beat tackles better than this guy. Carl Lawson. No, he's a starter. Everyone in Jacksonville, everyone is talking about Josh Allen on Jacksonville, though. The linebacker. Yeah. Because he's a monster. He's a monster. But we drafted Trevon Walker to be that other guy. Right. You know? He's more like a a cat, dude. Just sitting there purring. Just looking pretty. Had too much catnip, dude. He's just laying on his belly, tossing around a ball of string. Oh, who's that? The quarterback? Oh, that's Patrick Mahomes on one ankle. Oh, couldn't be me. I'm looking for it, but I'm having trouble. So that's all right. Well, you got any other, anything else to cover on the Chiefs Jaguars before we look at how bad Trayvon Walker is? So I got it. Mahomes came back. How do you look when he came back? It was all three step drops. He was hobbled. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was feeling it, but you know what? He's getting an MRI this week. He's they're not saying he's questionable, but they're not committing to him. He's playing. Yeah, he's gonna play. He's 100 percent gonna play. He's gonna start the game. Yeah, he will do whatever it takes to play this game. So PFF, from what I can find, has him ranked 60 overall, so not good. Solo tackles, he's 30th, tied for 22nd. Assist tackles, he's 13. He's got four sacks, which is 67th, and one forced fumble. So 67th, does it say out of how many are eligible? No. Uh, usually it'll say that. You found that shit. I couldn't find that shit. It's good on Pro Football. But yeah, but it wouldn't. Uh, what, what was the site we used when we did the receiver top 10? Oh, you know what? Statopedia. Let me look. Let's see. But so, yeah, he didn't, didn't look great. I mean, he looked like he was hurting. But I think at I the mean, end of the day. Didn't, one, but didn't cover. Knew this was going to happen. Didn't necessarily know it was going to come on a backdoor field goal. Right? It was a backdoor yeah, field goal. Yeah, it was. Down 10, they wanted to kick the field goal. And, and try to get the ball back. Yeah. Um, they have no. They want nothing to do with covering spreads. The Chiefs. They're like six, eleven, and one against the spread this year. You know, the Jaguars. Their future looks bright, but at the end of the day, it's like the AFC is still a force to be reckoned with. There's just still so much fucking franchise quarterbacks, especially if Lamar doesn't make the, the skip. Especially if Aaron Rodgers makes the skip. Well, like, that's what I was just about to we, say. We're loaded because whether the it's the, whether or not it's the Jets, they're not trading him inside of the NFC. Right. That's the report anyway. Right. And it so you're make loading sense. up the AFC. So yeah, I think they're. I think I think the big thing was Doug Peterson this year. I think that was the big big thing. That's the right step in the right direction. And you know the Chiefs, the Chiefs going Chief. Now we're gonna find yeah. out. You know, 
Yeah. We will find out. Now, I guess we'll move right on to Saturday night and what was technically a football game. Yeah. All I have to say about it, obviously didn't watch any of it, yeah. but I know certain events that happened. My number one problem, and this is a obviously got to be a day ball problem, you win the coin toss against Philly at home, like in Philly, oh, well, yeah. defer the ball. Don't care about that. Take yeah, the fuck no. Problem. Take the fucking ball. Take the fucking ball and try to set a tone. Because what happened? You defer by the time they get the ball at the start of the second half. The game's almost over already. Yeah, yeah. but that's. I not- feel like when you're when you're a significant underdog, and when I say significant underdog, by the books you're over a touchdown in the playoffs on the road against a high powered offense like this one. You want like if I'm, every time I'm playing the Chiefs in Kansas City in the playoffs, I win the toss. I want the ball. Yeah. Every single time. So, here's here. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do this as painless as possible. Yeah. Great, great season for the Giants. That's pretty much how I feel about it. The coaching staff wasn't as prepared for this game as they should have been. And the tackling by the Giants' defense was not sound. That is a horrible combination against a team that is going to run the ball down your throat. Uh, you know, play... Not dirt, not not dirty as in like, you know, dirty, gritty, but, but gritty. just yeah, just just grind it out, gritty, and uh, every throw they made. I mean, even like you know, look, it was third and three, and you know we're running fucking off ball cut co- off off the line coverage on uh, AJ Brown. Adore Jackson is fifteen yards out on right. third and three, and and you just see Jalen Hurts like this, like this to Adore uh, to uh, AJ Brown hike. Boom, three yards. He goes down, first down by, you know, a half a yard. Yeah, that happened three or four times on the first two drives, and I was like, all right, like, needs to be a scheme change. When they brought the blitz, they couldn't get there. When they brought extra extra men, they weren't getting to Jalen Hurts. So you're leaving, you were leaving the DBs, you know, up up the creek without a paddle. Dallas Goddard killed them. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Giants have a linebacker that can truly cover a tight end. They need to work on that because Hawkinson lit him up Yeah, in the regular season. He lit him up in the playoffs. Goddard, Goddard lit him up here. Uh, but again, it's oh, this is all just, a, you know, progress. You know, Dude, they, they just don't have linebackers, period. No, yeah. They need, they need three right. new linebackers. No, yeah. They don't have linebackers who can tackle. They right. don't have linebackers who can cover. Uh, Daniel Jones threw a pick. It was... I would say it's a bad one, but I, you know I don't know if Slayton ran the right route. I really yeah. don't. It was, it looked like Daniel Jones was throwing Slayton open, and Slayton was just like, "I'm going to go this way and we'll see what happens." And it was big. Of course, it was Bradbury, and Bradbury, you know, was upset that he got cut, cap casualty last year, and wanted to let us know. And yeah, great. Well, I'm happy for you. But, he also played like dog shit while he was on the Giants. Hundred percent. Also now played like lockdown. dog. Now shit. all of a sudden he's a lockdown cornerback. It's amazing. But anyway, um, again, you can't look at this season and. And feel anything anything negative towards it. I don't even care that they have a higher draft pick when they when they still need to kind of build off of because they they are going to need to bring in free agents. I say that there's a good chance that DeAndre Hopkins on the move. There is a possibility if the draft capital isn't isn't they're not asking for too much draft capital. Um, you know what do you what do you gonna say? The the thing I didn't like was the way Daniel Jones kind of responded at the end of the game and I get it it's frustrating you just got eliminated 
but he did kind of allude to like, hey, we'll kind of see what happens instead of like, hey, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we'll, we're just kind of we're gonna have to see how it shakes out. And maybe that's what his agent told him to say or whatever. But I was kind of looking right. for more. Why? Not too sure. Giants didn't pick up his fifth year option, so I mean, if you feel slighted that way, then that's fine. I don't know why I felt like in the beginning, at least right after it, I immediately was like, fuck Daniel Jones. He should be saying I want to be here. But at the end of the day, the Giants didn't have faith in him, so why should he have to have faith in the Giants? He should right. absolutely go explore all the options that he has and and yada yada. I will re- we'll finish off my take on this game. I don't have a take, so we can go. Okay. Unless Jack has a take. I will finish off my take by saying that if he is demanding $30 million plus, like he like they say he is, the Giants should absolutely check the phone lines because yeah daniel jones is great go ahead but i'll tell you what you do but he ain't worth 30 million he ain't worth 30 million and at the end of the day if you need to franchise tag him you franchise tag him you think you're worth 30 million well now you gotta prove it again so (laughs) you know what i mean the difference to me between saquon he wants 12 he did he did he said no to 12 he wants 16 i think there's a compromise there at 14 somewhere around that area and I think that deal gets done, and I think that's probably worth it. Even if you feel like, eh, we might be overpaying him a little bit, eh, I think it's worth it. Lauren, uh, D- Sexy Dexy, you do whatever it takes to get him back, and then you go from there. And you know, But like, is that what you're going to say? Just franchise take him if you need to? No? Yes, but no. Um, if that's the case, and you can't come to terms on a long-term deal with him, what the Giants should do and probably will do is you slap him with a non-exclusive franchise tag. I believe that's going to be $32 million. And so what happens with a non-exclusive franchise tag is think like a restricted free agent in basketball, right? Teams can sign him to an offer sheet, and then the Giants can decide to match it. Or they could say no, and if they say no, they get two first-round picks from that team. So you can hit him with the non-exclusive. If a team offers him a, a contract you're not willing to pay, you say, sure, I'll take those two first-round picks, and we were, we, you know. I would take the two first-round picks business. from anybody. And what the fuck are we talking about? If not, then he, you just play him on that tag, which is $32 million right around that price point anyway. So that's what I was going to say with Daniel Jones. Um, the big cat, Leo Williams, former New York Jet, he's not a sack artist, not a pass rusher necessarily, only had two sacks, I think, this yeah. year, right? He's a run-stopper. And he got, ap- from what I heard, because I didn't watch the game, absolutely bully-balled Miles Sanders and the Eagles ran all over them. Yeah. Yeah. And and he specifically got bullied in the trenches. Yeah. He's due to make like $23 million or something. Gone. No, 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 Playing no, no, for no, a no. new team Yes, next you're year. right. Or you restructure. He already said he's wa- he wants to restructure. He okay. said he wants to play with Dexter Lawrence for the rest of his career. So then you got a serious restructure there. Yeah. And That's- he said he would restructure. He used the words restructure. He said, I will restructure my contract to play next to Dexter Lawrence for the rest of my career. He said, me and him are the best uh, interior defensive line in football. Now, that's what he said. Show it then. Make a tackle in the backfield. All right, well, Sexy Dexy is that good, dude. You know what? I got got some words of wisdom for you. For me or for the Giants? For the Giants. Okay. How about you fucking step on it? (laughs) Okay. It's not really words. But we're gonna, they will. They will. So, they will. again, future bright. I would like a receiver in there, but whatever. You made the play. Dude, now, think of it this way. Dable took over with the personnel that he was given, for the most part. I know he did. He had, he had his, this is his, this is his draft, right? This is his first draft, and yada, yada. But he's going to keep turning over personnel now 
more and more to his fits, you know, to fit his schemes. If Daniel Jones does stay around, they're gonna they're gonna um, uh, open up the playbook even further. You know what I mean? And say, okay, now we did this. Let's try this and yeah. blah, blah blah. So it's only I think it's only gonna they, they go took, up. I mean, Dable and Shane took a cap strapped team with no talent and no quarterback at the start of the year. Right. Made it to the divisional round of the playoffs. Now we know we have a quarterback, whether or not he's the Giants guy moving forward. We know Daniel Jones is a starter in this league. Yeah. We know it's undisputed he's a starter. If the Giants don't want to pay him, someone will. I don't know if someone's coming calling for two first-round picks to, to go get him from no, you. No, definitely not. But if he hits the open market, there's fucking jobs for him. Yeah, no, definitely. And we learned about this coach. We learned about the team. We know they play for him. I mean, I not because I have money on it, Dable's got to be coach of the year. I think so, too. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I agree. Future's looking bright for the Giants. I think the Jets are more immediately ready to be Super Bowl threats. They were this year, too. They were this year, too. But at the start of the year, we thought Zach was going to take that step. Instead, if anything, he took a step and a half back. Daniel Jones took the step forward. Yeah. Which is weird, but that's the way things work. And I, I just, in football, I don't understand. I mean, I get it. It happens all the time. But I don't understand how, like, an above average, we'll call him Daniel Jones, quarterback in the NFL, Hits his contract year and is instantly like, give me top five money. So there's like a huge discrepancy. Like, you know, I, for me, top five money. Like Joe Burrow is due for his extension in the offseason. Well, he's eligible. He's he's going to get it right away. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to be crazy money. And it's going to be crazy years. And rightfully so, it's Joe, Joe Burrow. I don't feel like, like, don't tell me Joe Burrow is going to get $38 million a year. And for whatever, let's just say well, eight years. And Daniel Jones wants 36. Right. Stop that. This is with the Giants, and this is what I'll say, and then we could give yeah, me your thoughts on it, and we could go to Sunday. Um, this is just about what we discussed as the worst-case scenario for the Giants going into the year. What we said was the worst-case scenario for the Giants going into this year was that Daniel Jones looks the part, plays better, improves. They win a bunch of games, win themselves way out of drafting a guy but don't make the playoffs. And now you have to have the conversation about what could he be with weapons? Well, now we got to pay to find out. We just about got there, except we made the playoffs and won a game. So you feel a little bit better about it. But it's like I said last week, the situation we got going on with, with Daniel Jones right now is you're fucking at a hold'em table. You got Ace Jack suited, and somebody fucking throws a huge bet in pre-flop. Mm -hmm. You might have a killer hand. You might have shit. But you're going to have to pay to find out now. You're not going to see any free cards. The Giants aren't going to see any free cards now. A part of that goes back to the fifth-year option, but I don't blame them for declining it. No, yeah, me either. I agree with you completely. All right, we'll move on to Sunday. Sunday's first game, we got uh, Bengals-Bills, right? Bengals-Bills. Who saw this one coming? Uh, I don't know. Everyone in this room. <laughs> everyone in this room. Apparently, it was a big surprise across the – the world uh, for some uh, well, reason. Vegas didn't see it coming, that's for yeah. sure. But, I mean, yeah, you talk about no no left tackle. That was that guy's first snap at left tackle in the NFL, the guy who played left tackle really? for the Bengals. Yeah, never played the position before. No left tackle. Kappa was the right guard or the left guard? I'm not sure. I, I know it was a tackle, a guard, and the center, or two guards? Well, the center was gone. Center's gone, guard's gone, left tackle's gone, in the snow on the road against Big Bad Buffalo. People, oh, they don't have Von Miller. What about Boogie Basham? What about AJ Epinesa? What about all these other guys that were dogs? Are they all just dog shit without Von Miller? 
tell you one thing. The, the Bengals came out and they said, all right, we got backups in. You know, you know what you can do with backup linemen? Punch the guy in the, across from you in the fucking face and run the ball and smash people around. Pass protection might get a little funky, but you can any fucking NFL lineman can go out there and smash somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't not have strength because you're a backup. And they came out there, they ran the ball well, they held up good in pass protection. They did, yeah. And the Bills didn't lose this game because of turnovers like we thought it might be. They didn't lose the game because of busted plays. They got their fucking asses kicked. For four straight quarters, got their asses kicked. And someone on Rosillo's pod said this. It might have been Rosillo himself. I am so glad that there wasn't like a backdoor touchdown or something weird where this game wound up being 27-17 or 27-7, and then 10 years down the line from now, you're like, oh, it was a close game. No, it wasn't. It was a fucking dick kicking. Yeah. yeah. There's not much to say about this game that we didn't already say in like the opening I mean, segment. I mean, it's about cover. all the confirmation we need for Joe Burrow, for a, a statement as ridiculous as the one I opened the show with about, I mean, about we, we, Joe Shiesty. We, we, we like, said last week that the biggest slighting was them selling tickets yeah. to a neutral site game. I got a problem with that, but go on. The neutral side game itself? Yes, but that's not what I mean. I have a problem with after the game. Joe Burrow said, better get those refunds, yeah. right? And then um, Zach Taylor, head coach after the game, had a, a long-winded response about, yeah, you know, I just feel bad because people keep making all these decisions about coin flips and neutral side games, and we just keep fucking it up for everybody. Hold on. You guys had already sold tickets to the Jaguars game for next for the week before. They had, they had already sold tickets to play the Jaguars had the Jaguars beat the Chiefs and the game was in Cincinnati. Every team in the NFL pre-sells playoff tickets. Yeah, not neutral site game. The neutral site, yeah, but the, my problem with the neutral site game is now they're tinkering with that being a thing anyway. Yeah, no. Yeah, Fuck yeah. that. And that's wrong. That's, yeah, that's this isn't wrong. the cultural problem. What are we playing for? Yeah, nonsense. It will ruin parity in the league. 100%. I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but Dude, like, everybody yeah, you, looks... Your team just sold pre-sold tickets. Yeah, but like, everybody in the NFL is on an e- even playing field in the sense that they're all professional athletes, and any extra motivation given to them is just that extra motivation. Right. So, when, in my opinion, you know, Zach Taylor... Go, and I don't obviously, we, we're not in the room, but Zach Taylor walks in and says, oh, smacks on the board. Yeah. They're selling tickets to the neutral side game. They Vegas has us plus five and a half. They ain't giving us a chance, Joe. Yeah. Joe, they said Allen's better than you. They're not giving you a chance. What do you think that makes Joe Burrow do? Bet. Watch this. Yeah. Not only am I going to beat him, I'm not even going to make it close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not even going to make it close. And now what? And now what? So what's the first thing you say after? Gotcha. Yeah. Get those refunds out. Vegas, you were completely wrong again. And now I'm going to go face Mahomes. And you know how you know Mahomes is ready and pumped and wants this? The tweet. The instant tweet. Yeah, instant tweet. Right when the Bengals game went final. You just read final across screen. Mahomes tweet. A clock. Yeah. Time is ticking. Let's go. Literally as the game It's go time. The time is now. He wants – that is our generation's Peyton Brady. This is it right here. Like, we're we're, – and I got to be honest with you. I know we're not giving predictions today, but, like, you know – yeah, it, it could show me, show it has me, happened. show me. You know, Burrow, they're gonna do the same thing. Zach Taylor's gonna walk into the. We're not giving predictions today, but if you're watching YouTube, Zach Taylor is going to walk into the office, into the locker room, mm-hmm. 
tomorrow and be like, yo, Joe, come here for a second. Yeah, I got to talk to you for a second. Joe's going to walk over. He's going to be like, ah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of here on ESPN. Like, you know, you're the second best quarterback in the NFL. Jeez. There's one guy better than you, and they said he's better than you on one leg. Ah. And he's got a catch-up deal. And what do you and what do you think? And what do you think Joe Burrow is going to think? I beat him last year. I'm going to beat him again. And this time we're going to finish the job because we're not going to run into the fucking super juiced Rams. Yeah, we don't got to rely on Eli. We don't got to rely on Eli Apple making a ridiculous stop on Tyreek Hill at the goal line at the end of the half and poor clock management by the Chiefs in general. Listen, I'm into it. I can't wait for the game. This is if this isn't a mini Super Bowl to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, actually, both of these games are so good that you have lined up. But anything else on the Chiefs-Bengals? Chiefs-Bills. Chiefs-Bills, yes. Yes. Go. You go. You got something, go. I do have something. Go. No, not Chiefs-Bills. Bengals-Bills. Bengals-Bills. Yes, Bengals-Bills. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you right now conspiracy alert. So you, you have to take everything I say with a grain of salt. Okay. And you do not have to take me serious. I love conspiracies. There is a conspiracy on the internet. Oh, no, no, not this one. You're doing this? Go ahead. I mean, I... Yeah, all right. Go ahead, do it. I don't know what he's doing, no, so do it. The floor's yours. There is a conspiracy on the internet that the Bills are covering up the death of Jamar Hamlin and that he actually died on the field and that it is that Jamar Hamlin was not in the building and that was a somebody who was playing as an actor of Jamar Hamlin. I'm not doing this Alex Jones shit. You can yeah, say you can that. say your piece. <laughs> no, you can say your piece, but I uh, evil evil. Do you have more? No, I but I did hear it because I knew where He's you were just going. Just like yeah, where there's I smoke, started, there might be fire. I I knew where he was going. I didn't. This is the first I'm, I'm hearing of this. Where there's smoke, there may be fire. I just thought it was a wild conspiracy. And I yeah, dude. You think like you think his mom's on board? You think his uncle's on board? You think his dad's on board? They're all on board. Are they all dead too? Did... That was part of it too. Jesus Christ, why are you doing this? I'm not doing it. I'm telling you what the conspiracy entails. Listen, and I am not endorsing it either on listen, my own word. I'm just gonna say this because I don't want to. I I won't do it. I'll entertain you further than these two will, but I but I won't go. No, I'll entertain you. I just uh, I'm my not God. buying it. All all they had to do to kill the conspiracy theory was have him take off his hood, and he didn't. And I thought that was weird. And he hasn't been in an interview and all that. And he was at the stadium, but he was... Com- Did you see the video of him? No. Completely hooded, shit pulled tight like this. The whole it was a snowstorm. Yeah. He was in the booth. He was in a booth. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. Not, I'm not doing it. Not I'm not doing it. But I heard like it. Kind of sounds like you're doing it. But we've heard it. Kind of no, sounds like it. But I heard it and I was like, that's weird. I'm going to skip this yeah, video. And then I skipped that. it on TikTok. And then this guy brings it up. And I'm like, fuck, he's on the same one. Yeah. <laughs> But he watched it through. <laughs> so, Dude, yeah. Gosh. Anything on the game, Jack? Anything on the game? Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is a little fucking crybaby. Ooh. Ooh. Fucking Ooh. Just wants to win. Ooh, okay. No, okay. He's a fucking crybaby. I think he, he wants, wants to win. Yell at Josh Allen. Yeah, he does. What, well, what are most winners? Crybaby. Fiery? Yeah, I don't know about crybaby. I don't know about crybaby. We fucking have one for an older brother. Is he getting traded? I want to call him a winner. No. Exactly. So what no. the fuck does this matter? No, no, no. No, no, no. Well, I was going with the Stefan Diggs, the, the Twitter saga. Did you see the, the Twitter saga? Another thing. Another aspect of a crybaby. 
Twitter. Pull up Stefan Diggs at, had let, lit, fired off like three or four tweets the next yeah. day. I don't ex- remember exactly what he said, but it was basically like, oh, yeah, make it about my reaction and not about the, the way we played, not about the result. He's like, it's okay, basically, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. like, like it's okay to feel this way when we're not getting it done on the field. Right. And there was a third tweet that he said. And then everyone's favorite defensive back, yeah. Eli Apple, quote tweets him and says Cancun on three with the fucking heart symbol. Yeah, for Hamlin. That has become DeMar Hamlin's fucking, like, battle cry. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad look. Eli Apple's wild, dude. He got torched. He was getting torched. Eli Apple. And he was getting torched for that weird Milliroc. Shaq Lawson tweeted. He was like, don't make light of this DeMar situation. This shit will get you beat up for real. Like, he was tweeting that. (laughs) Someone under it put the ground of him fighting Leonard Fournette, like, two years ago. Eli Apple... (laughs) Eli Apple's wild, dude. He is a wild man. For sure. He's out there. That's crazy. I saw, I saw that. I, yeah, I saw it. I saw it all, but that's crazy. Eli Apple is the guy who's always talking at pickup runs at LA. 100%. Dude, he's the guy who's always <laughs> chatting. He's always the loudest guy in the gym. 100%. You want to punch gets, the team. Gets beat on a backdoor cut for the for the game bucket, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because he's too... Guy. Cause he's too busy running his mouth. That's so fucking. His, his guy, <laughs> his guy hits him with that. Now you see me. Now you don't banana cut, and it's an uncontested layup. Twenty-one nineteen. Wildly accurate. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. You know what? I, I don't know if we're all on board with it, but I think I can get you on board. Fuck Eli Apple. Not this week. Not this week. He's on the Bengals. We're gonna need Eli. No, Eli no, Apple. Fuck Eli Apple. Apple. Fuck Eli Apple. <laughs> fuck Eli Apple. He's a, he's a loser. Anyway. I'm all about Houday Nation for the next Sunday three weeks. Sunday night. Sunday night, a battle of the Titans on defense. Both these defenses played about just as well as we expected them to. Uh, Dak dacked again. You know, sure Dak's going to Dak. Throws an intercept. Fred Warner, forget about linebacker, forget about defensive player. Fred Warner could be a top 10 player in the NFL, like across all positions. Wow. Dude, he's insane. He's Absolute insane. monster, Fred Bro, Warner. Did you see the play where the safety of the 49ers was in the backfield, almost took the handoff away? Uh, the guy with the weird name? Yeah. Uh, Halafunga? You know, I can't do it. I didn't see it. Bro, he came off the edge on a on a play action and legitimately could have taken the ball from Dak. Dude, that was, wasn't, that the play where, wasn't that the play where Dak didn't hand it off, but it was a run play? Yeah. And then, yeah, it was a design run. There was no option to throw the ball. And Dak went to hand it off, saw him, and pulled it and did like a pirouette and slid. Really? He pulled it because he didn't want Pollard or Zeke, whoever it was at the time, to get yeah. crushed. But there's nowhere to throw it without – he's either getting sacked or poss- and possibly fumbling. There's no way he was throwing a ball without getting a grounding because there's no no one in a pattern. Yeah. There was no way he was getting outside of the tackle box. And he just did like a pirouette back into him and slid before he could get crushed. So my take on the game was I think Pollard was a huge loss. Huge. Elliott is nowhere near Pollard at this point in their careers. And I think losing him was was tremendous. I think CeeDee Lamb played awesome, but it showed that they need a second wide receiver. I think Dak Prescott at the end of the game said – uh, it's unacceptable. I got to be better, but he keeps being his same self. Um, I think Brock Purdy was in a fucking uh, a, a game for the first time in his career. Uh, I think Kittle had an outstanding catch. I think Fred Warner and Micah Parsons are the best linebackers in football. Yeah, they're um, and you got to give credit where credit's due. Trent Williams put on an absolute yeah. fucking one-on-one clinic. Clinic. Yeah. Yep. And um, McCaffrey was fairly quiet. Another tweet. 
uh, Debo and Michael Parsons oh, went yeah, at I it. Saw that, yeah. Michael Parsons said, "Bro, you didn't good win, but you didn't even do shit. Like, stop <laughs> playing." Uh, and you know, that's all fun and games. Love it all. I love it. I love all of it. I love all of it. Cowboys are in one of those teams that are in the holding pattern. 49ers in the holding pattern for a completely different reason. They'll go on fight for a Super Bowl, and I think the offseason is going to be one of the most interesting offseasons you could physically have for a team that is in the conference championship. For the Cowboys? No, 49ers. Or the Niners? Because they have three quarterbacks, and they say if you have more than one, you have none. Now you have three. Yeah. And you got to decide. And, yes, Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant, and he's playing out of his mind. That's great and all. But Garoppolo was putting up similar to better stats than Purdy was in in, in the games that he played in. So – both quarterbacks are good. Now you're just choosing which one for maybe for salary cap reasons and it's whatnot. You know, whatever. I, I get it. Brock I, I Purdy's, get it. Brock Purdy's contract is a hundred thousand dollars. No, no, no. Legitimately, a hundred thousand dollars in guaranteed yeah. money. No, I, I get it. I get it. So I'm not. I'm so not. Like you know. Yeah, I, that's Things fine. Are working out. But I, I, I just this don't like guy's that. making him as much as, as an RN in an expensive city. I yes. just so like we're just gonna. I just don't like the fact that they're like. You know, just writing Jimmy off like he did shit all year, which is not true. When he played, they won. Right. You know what I mean? But it's fine. Brock's doing great. Another. They were not necessarily writing him off. They said he might be available for the Super Bowl, and then that was a conversation they would have when they got there. They're not necessarily okay, writing that's him good. off. That's yeah. good. I, I didn't hear They that. said he could be available for the Super Bowl, and, and it's they'll kick that can when they get to it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get there first. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a good game. And, again, the same dude, I have to say it. When that motherfucker missed that field goal, that extra oh, point. Oh, yeah. Thank God it got blocked because yeah. it was missing. By like did 10 you, feet. Did you see it? Oh, it was That shit missing, was gone dude. by like 10 feet left. Maybe even more than 10 feet. And I was like, thank God it got blocked because that would have been it, dude. He would have been in a psych ward at yeah. the end of the you night. You know what? I think we have an award for the show. The Parlay Vu Absolutely Not a Threat Award of the Week. Okay. Who's that? Jimmy? Yeah, it's a computer, though. Okay, go ahead. Brother so the hair, not a threat. Piss running down his leg. Wild, dude. And we talked about it. We talked that on the show. Like, we literally watching someone get the yips at the professional level is wild. We watched Zach Wilson do it. We were like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. We watched this dude do it. I'm like, what the fuck? That is. She's like, listen, dude. He's like, Jerry Jones came down and was like, listen, dude. Your wife still lives at five nineteen Cherry Street, right? <laughs> yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent, though, because this is the wife. thing. Matters don't tell me. Matters. Don't tell me. Jerry Jones went down there. Jerry Jones is like, I know where your mom stays. Why? Why? Like Jerry Jones went down there, and yeah, well, we know he said, oh, it's just a game, kid. It's just a game. Just football. You know. So like, he's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones said, Brett. I'm going to be a billionaire, whether we win or not. <laughs> right. right. Don't worry about it, my man. Just mm-hmm. kick the ball. Just kick the ball. But it's crazy because then he kicked the field goal that was shorter than an extra point and drilled it. Yeah, he right. kicked a 25-yard field goal, which is shorter than an extra point is, and right between the eyes now. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, listen. Look, he's got fucking six months to figure it out. I think for the – and I always do this. Now, obviously, we're fans of the Giants, but – when I look at the playoffs, especially when we get down to Final Four and I look like Super Bowl matchups and the whole nine, I think for the second year in a row, the fans are going to be in for a treat regardless of who's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. You know what I mean? There's yeah. those years where we're like, oh, fuck, this game's going to suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is another year where give me anybody from the AFC versus anybody from the NFC, 
and I'm watching this game. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm invested. You you either got the most high octane team on both sides of the ball in the NFL this year in the Philadelphia Eagles, or the incredible defense, Disney story, Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, coming on in on the scene against. Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, two who we could only assume bound for the hall quarterbacks. Yeah. That are just starting their career. Yeah. And then Burrow gets to chase the chase the chip that he didn't get last year. Mahomes gets to literally start on this Tom Brady legacy of having two in the first four or five, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's twenty seven, having two right away is I mean that's a, that's you know. And just to tie this back into the start of the show with a nice little Bow and button on it here. Love it, love it. If Joe, if Joe Burrow goes on to win, go to the Super Bowl and win. Mm-hmm. That's the same Super Bowl record as Patrick Mahomes, yeah. isn't it? One and one. Yep. Technically, yeah. Not that crazy. All of a sudden, three weeks from now, well, it's a real conversation that people got to have. So it matters to some. I'd say it matters to quite a few. Yeah. Matters to Burrow. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's, Going to be one of the more exciting championship, conference championship weekends we've had. Typically, wild card weekends always the most exciting, right? And then the divisional round kind of played out the way it usually does. Like the team, you could Bengals was an upset, but like we were all over the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Kind of went the way you assumed it was going to be: two blowouts, two close games. Like, mm-hmm. but the close games, there was never really a doubt which team that the winning team was going to win. Yeah. And then I think Zeke Elliott should try out for center next year. Great form. Oh yeah, we could we could mention that real quick. Did you see this play? Yeah. Yo, that was <laughs> all over so Twitter. bad. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I mean, what are we doing? You do all this theatrical bullshit to throw the ball, and, he and they huddled up to call this Bro, play. They were speaking about it. Dude. He gets tackled like, immediately, immediately. Like not even. You know what happened, right? I yeah, I rewound, I rewound it like three times for my dad. Me and my dad were watching. Massacre. You know what happened, right? Yeah. He threw it to Kevontae Turpin. Who was running straight. No, no. But do you know why he threw it there? No. Because. Because it didn't work? Because they weren't expecting anybody to take out Zeke. Zeke got fucking pancaked yeah. immediately. And someone was like, I'm bringing pressure, dude. There's nobody here. I'm bringing pressure. Yo, he ran expecting? Zeke over. What were they expecting? What Zeke to block an NFL line? No, they were expecting everybody to just kind of back up, I think, yeah. into a zone. I don't think they were expecting anybody to rush. Wait, wait, wait. And, wait, hold on. Who's the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, you said sack of shit. Fucking <laughs> oh aggressive, God, dude. dude. No, 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 no. Put your hands down. Put he's, your hands he's, down. He's a good offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore. It's one of the best. I know. One of, one of the best. You know, fucking running back. Snapped the ball, and you were like, oh, nobody's going to rush him. I don't know fuck what Listen. his name is. His name's going to be fucking dude. William Perry, dude. dude. You expected that guy... You just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to snap the ball and just sit here and, you know, have a good time. Bro, he could have fucking died. Dude. It was murdered. Dude. It was murdered him. The, the, uh, Elliot, I, right? I, I, what? I, what did he do? Got pancaked? They did not expect that to happen. Fred Warner took his nuts and dipped them in his mouth, dude? No, was it Fred Warner, though? Who was it? I don't, I don't know. know. There's some guy with dreads, so I'm assuming it was Fred Warner. I think it was. I think it was uh, Armstead. 
I don't know who it was. I don't no. think Eric Armstrong. But it was literally like, bro, they they snapped it, and the guy was like this. I don't know if you saw it, but the guy was like this, like, like nobody, like nobody's going. I'm gonna go and just and just do just barrel them over. Yeah, barbecue chicken. And then that's why Dak was like this. Oh fuck, he's coming, and launched it out. I don't know what the play was, but it it's wasn't like a good playing one. playing seven on seven. He's like, I didn't know they were using their blitz now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, fuck, you, you know how you use your blitz? Ah, oh, fuck, I, I'm, I got got. Like, that's how it felt, but whatever. It was a bad play, and that's their season. And then, you know, Dak said he needed to be better, and he needs to fix his mistakes and the whole nine. Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere. No, that's fine. And that's love fair. That, love that for Cowboys fans, dude. <laughs> no, but that's fair. That's fair. He doesn't, he, he shouldn't be, uh. Zeke needs to eat his fucking Wheaties, dude. Bro, they need a second wide receiver. Zeke needs to stop eating pancakes. I know this is a, a off-season topic, but they need a second wide receiver. It can't be T.Y. Hilton. And Gallup took a major step back off the the injury from the previous year. Oh, my God. He looks – he looks not – he doesn't look like a number two. So No, Gallup hasn't looked great. None of those. I mean, all these guys we got – Robert Turpin, Noah Brown, yeah. all these guys we, we talk ourselves into being – stop it. Yeah. Stop. And look where Cedric Wilson is and look at what he's And uh, this is all I got to say about it. The fact that we just had this conversation and T.Y. Hilton can't be the guy. Remember that they willingly opted for T.Y. over Odell. So that's a major statement on that. The actual condition of Odell Beckham's knee, I feel like. It's neither here nor there. Anything else? No. That still bothers me, but no. I'm all good. <laughs> all right. Well then, we're brought to you by House of Habit Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi D. De Niro, Stay Thirsty Company, Dino Skate Park, Justin's Chop Shop in West Hampton Beach, who will be moving to their new location on Sun- 71 Sunset Drive in West Hampton this, this Friday. So look out for that if you're in the area. Peace out.